0: Guys, if you're over 30, you're gonna wanna hear this. Every year after puberty, HGH, human growth hormone, the hormone responsible for workout recovery, performance, metabolism, and even libido, starts to decline. Sometimes by 50% by age 35. Doesn't matter who you are, how hard you train, or how good you eat, it just happens because we get old. That's where BioPro Plus comes in. BioPro Plus. Is the first of its kind non synthetic alternative to prescription HDH growth hormone treatments. All the benefits of synthetic HDH without any of the needles, side effects, doctor visits. Best part of BioPro Plus it works fast, it's easy to use, and 100% safe. It's been trusted by physicians since 2009, and its benefits can be felt in just days instead of months. Guys who use BioPro Plus have experienced faster workout recovery, enhanced performance, metabolism, sexual function, and even better mood and energy. Want to fix the way you perform, look, and feel without all the risk of big pharma synthetic stuff? BioPro Plus. Click on the link in our bio show notes to learn more. I tried BioPro Plus myself and I love it. If you put your body through the ringer like I have, then I think you're gonna love it too. Now, that's what I'm paid to say. Here's what actually happened. These two little white boxes show up in the mail, one that has ampules in it that you take first thing in the morning, and one that has ampules that you take at the end of the day within 12 days, because you're taking one ampule in the morning, one ampule at night, and by day 12, I went into the gym and I'm not kidding you, everything was lighter. My pull-ups, I already can knock out 20. I'm a year away from being 50 years old. I do sets of 20, but this was the first time in a while where I can get up there and knock out sets of 20 plus. Now you add in weights, right? Bench press, squat, deadlift, all your big basics, everything was significantly Lighter. I also noticed that I was getting more done during the day. My mood was probably better, but because I'm antisocial, there's no one around me to tell me that I was in a good mood. But I felt like I was in a good mood. <laughs> anyway, BioPro Plus, it works. And then when I got off of it, because I did test, okay, let's see what happens when I get off. Things I noticed when I was off is that my joints went back to kind of achiness that I didn't notice before. Um, especially in my shoulders and my knees, which have injuries. So that achiness kind of came back. So, of course, I immediately got back on it and continued the journey and will continue the journey. So make sure you check out Bio Pro Plus. Check them out. Click on the link in our bio show notes to learn more. You know,
1: some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord
0: So for this hypothetical scenario, you were overseas somewhere in Europe, let's say London, and you have a few speaking engagements over there. Now you're returning home on a 747. Okay. Uh You're over the Atlantic and you're about two hours, about two hours of flight remaining. Okay. And the pilot emerges from the cockpit to use the lavatory. Uh Then several men leap up from their seats. One jumps over the drink cart, gains access to the cockpit, all right? Uh The others engage the pilot and crew outside of the cockpit, all right? The air marshal takes out two of the hijackers, okay? But one of the hijackers surprises the air marshal from behind, and the marshal, unfortunately, becomes neutralized. You now have one hijacker in the cockpit, two hijackers are dead, Two more are alive in front of the plane with knives. One of these two has produced a briefcase, okay? And is keeping himself busy doing something with the briefcase, all right? Your seat is near the rear middle of the aircraft, aisle seat. You probably fly first class, but we all know increased survivability is at the rear of the plane or with the tail. But you were smart enough to put yourself there. You didn't worry about the luxuries of first class because Terry is thinking about security first. <laughs> but, but for those purposes, the scenario and educating the audience, you are sitting in the rear with the gear. All right? Okay, so first question Do you, A, remain quiet and unassuming in your seat, assessing the situation, or B, communicate with other passengers and start developing a plan. Uh, B. B. Yes. Situational awareness and a quick game plan could be key survival points right here, right? It's the opportunity for you to team up with others, get that plan, uh, because time is of the essence. We really don't know what the next move that these guys are going to make. So you're going to try and get ahead of their... You fighter pilots know this best, the OODA loop, right? Mm -hmm. How to get inside your adversary's head. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: All right. And in communicating with the other passengers, the decision is that the threat will have to be engaged. You're going to have to do something about this. So next, next, do you, A, charge the front of the plane and attack the enemy, or B, somehow lure the enemy to your position closer to the back of the plane?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. I don't think they're going to come back. I don't think B's possible. I think you have to do A.
0: Well, could you come up with a reason for someone to come come to the rear? I mean
2: Uh, why would they do that? They're going to be then they'll be sur- they're going to get themselves surrounded by hundreds of passengers.
0: Yeah, that's a good I point.
2: I don't think they're going to do that. And they're all, all they gotta do is guard the cockpit so they can crash the plane or whatever they're gonna do to it.
0: Maintain control, right?
2: Maintain aircraft control. Uh, I don't think, I mean, if you could get them away from the cockpit, that would be the best thing. Then you could have somebody sneaking that, you know. So, I mean, I I would rather do B, but I don't think it's possible. I think you gotta go.
0: Okay. So the final answer is A. Yeah. Charge the cockpit.
2: Well, try, try and come up with some weapons. You gotta, okay. you gotta get a briefcase or whatever there you go. You can come yeah. Up
0: you're, with. you're, yep. You're starting to get on the right path. But for the, for this, for this scenario, the answer is B, you have to somehow lure the guy back there. Okay. Cause sometimes charging and engaging is certainly the key to survivability. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know what's in the suitcase. Um, right. that one of the hijackers is tinkering with and we don't want to inadvertently, right cause him to do whatever he's going to do with that uh, suitcase because he feels like he's being charged. But we know that we need to separate that guy with the suitcase or the briefcase from everyone else in some form or fashion. Because if they have explosives, we want to get it away from the cockpit, the wings, the fuel, and anything else on that airplane, right?
2: So what do you do? You just start screaming and stuff? Or maybe you get a couple other passengers to do that while you try and sneak down the other aisle.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, There would have to be some kind of theatrical event in order to lure uh, them back there. It could be, uh, you know, maybe a health problem. It could be, uh, I mean, you could probably say some stuff to really irritate them. You know, it might take a while, but you got to do something to get them back there. And uh, that's that's just going to take creativity and a little bit of theatrics. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Maybe you do that and you have some guys designated as your theatrical people on the left aisle while you try and sneak up, you know, belly crawl down the right aisle or something like that.
0: Right. I think that anything is, you know, doable um, as long as you're doing something. I think action is key here. Yeah. But for this scenario, you lure them back there. All right. Okay. Uh, so now that you've lured the hijackers back towards you, do you, A, use your improvised weapons or B, engage and just throw down with the hijackers
2: right away? Uh, use your improvised weapons.
0: That's it. That's right. Because especially they have... Which weapon do they have? Well, you said Knives. Yeah, Yeah. they have knives. So, um, you know, some of the stuff that you can use out there, you know, it's amazing uh, the pain created by a rolled-up magazine, a rolled-up newspaper. Huh. We are surrounded by all kinds of improvised weapons, uh, we just don't think of it that way sometimes right, right? And, right. Uh, even a, or a laptop, even a, a, laptop a laptop a woman's purse I mean yeah. so you can you have items that you can shield yourself with right. and then you have items that you can use to beat the crap out of them with right and it, yeah, it's a matter of just identifying them very quickly. but your laptops belt shoes, the drink cart, you know everything's a weapon. Um, now that you and your fellow passengers successfully engage and overpower the enemy using your improvised weapons, uh, it was not without some scrapes and some cuts, uh, but you were able to pull it off. And you note that you're probably still around 30,000 feet. With the enemy overpowered, do you, A, open the emergency door and throw the briefcase out, or B, subdue and detain the enemy in the rear of the plane? Um. You're at 30,000 feet.
2: Is he so? The you took out the bad guy. Is he still conscious or no? Uh,
0: they are. Yeah. You've you've basically you've un, Yeah. These they're knocked out. Let's say they're knocked out, or you at least have them under control. Yeah. You're. But uh, you have to choose. You know, are you opening up the the door and chunking the briefcase out, or are you just going to subdue, detain the enemy at the rear of the plane?
2: So if you open up the door, you're gonna increase drag. So I would wanna to talk to the pilot before we do that. Um, and you're gonna get maybe sucked out there. That's gonna be, <laughs> you're gonna to wanna to have your buddy holding on. You're yeah. gonna to wanna to have your buddy holding on before you do that.
0: Right, right. Know,
2: But if that thing's an explosive, in theory, they did not get an explosive on because there's security. So the <laughs> odds of that thing actually being a bomb are pretty low and the odds of bad stuff happening when you open the door are, it's a real risk. I would ask the pilot if we could, ma- I would coordinate that with the pilot in command.
0: Okay. Um, All right. So you're not opening the door. That's, that's your, you're going with B. Subdue, detain the enemy.
2: Yeah. yeah. Opening the door is, that's risky. The Southwest, right. that lady died on a Southwest airplane cause you know, the, the window. her window popped. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So massive depressurization at altitude, you know, yeah. obviously is bad. So we yeah. don't want someone's grandma
2: getting sucked out the plane. Um, now, the, the pilot could descend at 10,000 feet and slow down at 200 knots. And if you had the gas to do that, that would be the thing to do. I mean, like if you lift it up and you hear it ticking, <laughs> you may want yeah. to tell him that let's get down low and slow as fast as you can. But uh, yeah, right. up at altitude, that could be bad.
0: Yeah, I think if, if you suspect explosives in the briefcase, um, you could place it against the door uh and try to create a buffer you know piled a bunch of other stuff against the briefcase yeah and if it goes off then at least you've kind of neutralized the impact of the explosive but right i mean let's face it you're on a pressurized big flying thing that yeah you know there's no telling how that would go so you try to do the best you can with the unknown it's really still an unknown
2: you'd want to um, you'd want to do it in the back door too behind yeah. the engines you, you don't want that thing right. to go hit the engines. You want it to be in the back.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep. Behind the engines and behind yeah. all the fuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Now, with the two hijackers subdued, but one remaining in the cockpit, okay, Yeah. do you, A, storm the cockpit and try to make entry, or B, assess, gather supplies such as the air marshal's gun, cell phones, and attempt to communicate?
2: um is the plane is still flying straight and level? Yes. I mean if the plane so, is doing that you got to <laughs> you got to you got to go in the yeah. front door.
0: For these uh, purposes, yeah, the plane is still cruising straight, straight 30,000. Yep. Yeah,
2: so I I mean, you could I would do B.
0: B. Yep, good answer. Uh another weapon um, is always good and Yeah. Uh you you always want to try and make communication with the ground if you can. If you fail, uh, the people on the ground need to know what's going on uh, up the, there. and The air marshal has a gun on
2: them, so...
0: Right. You, yeah, so you got you your bring, gun
2: now. You could bring a gun to the knife fight. And if the guys have knives, they probably didn't get an explosive through. If they only have a knife, that means they couldn't bring guns. So,
0: Yeah, I like it. I like how you're kind of doing this process of elimination. It's exactly what you have to do in these types of situations. Is kind of... you got to look at the facts, and then come up with the best tactical decisions that will increase survivability without screwing yourself because it's real easy to go alpha male yeah. and do something that's heroic, but it ends up killing everybody. So it's right. a balance, right? It's a right. balance. So, you let the ground know the number of hijackers, the status of the plane, and some of the passengers were able to establish communications because we all know that that whole cell phone thing is spotty, and sometimes it works up there, sometimes it doesn't. Right. All right, Right. Okay. You're doing well so far. I think that's only one that you've uh, that you missed. Okay. You make your way towards the front of the plane. The plane remains straight and level, so no concern right now in regard to you know, a nosedive. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you a attempt to storm breach the cockpit and take back control of the plane or B administer some first aid to the pilot who is bleeding and slumped over in the laboratory?
2: As long as the plane's going straight and level, you could I would do that. Um, he may have, I don't know if there's a secret key or not to get up in the cockpit. Um, the problem with banging on the door is that then the guy might freak out and just crash the plane um, right so you i think you buy yourself some time by doing b
0: yeah i think so too because the pilot's going to know the current protocols right right no one else is those protocols are kept you right. know pretty close hold right on what to do in these situations and he can answer or she can answer those questions so you always want to help someone if you can Right. And, uh, and if the plane is level, there's no need to to harass that last hijacker up there. Right. Um. All right. So you help the pilot. Now you look out the window and you see a fighter escort has arrived on each of the plane wing tips. Mm-hmm. So someone like you actually showing it. Yeah. Have you, were you ever part of uh, any of those kind of response?
2: I was before 9/11. Okay. I was in, I was already at NASA by the time 9/11 happened.
0: Gotcha. All right. So um, now that you have the fighter escort, the 747 starts to do a nosedive. Uh-huh. All right. Do you a wait and see what the fighter escort B will do to help you? Yeah, B. will just B, tell you B. Yeah.
2: Get your ass into the cockpit.
0: Yeah. You don't want <laughs> the
2: fighter to help you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I'm from All the right, government. This, I'm here to help. Yeah. Right.
0: At this point, the fighter really can't do much but shoot you yeah, down. Exactly.
2: Uh, you've got the rest of your life to get in the cockpit.
0: So you've got... Right. You've got to gain... That's a, Yeah, I like that. That's a great yeah. statement. You have the rest of your life right to get into the cockpit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and time is not on your side. Mm-hmm. Another passenger who helps to do this hijacker is, is in the back of the plane, has grabbed the marshal's gun, uh, and he looks shaky as hell. He's nervous, to say the least. So... Do you, A, let the guy with the gun open fire on the cockpit door, or B, use some of your improvised weapons from earlier to gain entrance into the cockpit?
2: Um, I would say, <laughs> B, I don't want the shaky guy uh, <laughs> right. doing yeah. anything. Yeah,
0: and we don't want to be throwing bullets through the door that could potentially hit some crucial yeah. avionics, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what exactly a bullet could hit up there that would just make the situation any worse, but I don't think we'd blindly want to be shooting into the cockpit. Um, All right. You could use the drink cart as a battling. Yeah, the drink cart for sure. Yeah. And then uh, some of your improvised weapons you could use as pry or pry tools, right? And try and pry that damn thing open. I know they're they're tough to open now, right? Before 9-11, not so much, but now that's a tough door to get into. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so the pilot that you gave some first aid to is still knocked out and now the door of the cockpit is being breached. You will, um, you know, based on your experience and knowledge as a pilot, you know, now you've got to a, be the first person to charge in. Okay. Cause remember you are a pilot or B, be the second or third person to charge in once the cockpit door is opened.
2: I find a seal on the airplane and have him go in and take out the terrorists <laughs> first, and I'll be the second guy in. Cause if I, if, you know, I know how to fly it, but you gotta have, you gotta find yeah. the big offensive lineman to go take out the, um, you know, yes, at least exactly. fight with them and drag them out of the chair if you can.
0: Yeah. Right. That's a tough, that's a tough battle, right? Cause there's not as much space up there. There's There's not. Yeah. yeah. And so because you are the pilot, you're not going to be first. That would be, right. that would be insane. Um, So yeah, yeah, you got to let some people go ahead of you. Um, They got to get positive control of that guy's hands and then his Mm -hmm. body, Um, because let's face it, it's it's the hands. The hands are the weapon, right? Yeah, Uh, flying the plane, and so you got to get control of the hands, get control of the body, and then rip that dude out of the cockpit. Yeah. Um, So uh, sadly, though, the shaky passenger did fire the gun in the process and damage some electronics in the front of the plane Mm -hmm. (laughs) what an idiot right (laughs) you subdue the enemy and take control of the plane now uh our last pilot you know they got 90 out of of 100 on this right she only missed one and we're here Mm -hmm. at the last question and you've missed one okay i wanted i didn't
2: want to (laughs) miss i said i wanted to do b but i didn't have an option
0: I told you my answers are the right answers. That's true. (laughs) That's unfortunate for you. Right. Um, But being an experienced pilot, what do you do at this point? Okay. A, let Mr. Verts explain what he would do once he gained control of the aircraft. Or B, just go with what Katie Higgins did. Which one are (laughs) you doing? Which one is
2: going to allow you to win? A or B? (laughs) Uh, so what what is the difference i mean
0: (laughs) a is you explain what you would do or b you go with what katie did
2: uh i'll go with what she did because she got the question right
0: (laughs) all right so you got 90 out of 100 as well all right good job buddy so that's a good scenario katie higgins uh uh she said katie higgins yeah she said that uh, she would have used the protocol to communicate to the fighter escort, possibly even have someone write a message and press it up against the window, letting them know they got the control of the plane. Um, you've got to remember, when the bullet went off, you had no comms. Uh, you know. So, Or rock the wings back and forth yeah. to communicate with the fighter jet, squawk communications, uh, or use your loss of comms drill. Now, there's also a transponder that we mm-hmm. dial certain numbers into that tells air traffic 7, control. 7,700, yeah. It says that you're under, it's a hijacking, right? There's yeah, 7,500, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do to- But I would uh,
2: not do that because then they might shoot you down. I would go to 7,700, right. which is emergency.
0: Emergency, just let them know you got it under yeah. control. Right. Yeah. Once you have communication with the fighter pilots and they move to in front of you, then you've got the- uh, a, you need a long runway to land. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you tied with the Navy pilot. Thank <laughs> God for Air Force guys, right? Hey, Maybe we beat 16. the Army guy. There's probably an <laughs> Army guy that that
2: sucked. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. But uh, good job, you did survive the podcast. So now we're going to go ahead and get into your hypothetical survival scenario. Oof. Okay. All right. All right.
3: Hope it, Hope it, Hope there's a. a <laughs> a broken down Twinkie truck in the picture, like that zombie movie. Finds all the Twinkies, it survives off those. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I could do that one. Let's oh, get yeah, bring it on, too, bro. Yeah. Let's do it. All yes. right,
0: <laughs> all right. Wes Whitlock, you know, Wes Whitlock is that your real name? Wes, Whitlock. well,
3: it's actually it's John Wes, John Wesley Whitlock. My dad wanted to name me after John Wesley Harden, the gunfighter. My mom's like, John Wesley, uh, uh he was an explorer, so my. She took, she decided to go with the name cause yeah, she square, I was going to say yeah. Wes Whitlock
0: sounds like an outlaw. I could see that on a wanted poster. Wes Whitlock. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Yes. Yeah. You should make a t-shirt <laughs> yeah, on there. That's my name, man. Yep.
3: That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, here we go. Um, you have decided to take a trip to the grocery store outside of town. Okay. You might want to take notes, but just keep track okay. of some of this information. All right. Yep. You want to check out their coffee selections, Wes. Mm, okay. Check out the competition. See if Invader Coffee is on the shelves right at HEB near you. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's um, if it's not, of course you you'll be sure to uh, let them know that hey, why isn't my coffee on the shelf? Um, Like legitimately? Yeah, because you do have those deals in place. I do do those. I carry Um, coffee in
3: my trunk, man, and I tell you, you're gonna carry my coffee, bro. Yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) Uh, So you get to the grocery store and you hit up the coffee aisle. You're casually pursuing or perusing the coffee selection when you hear bang, bang, bang. Gunshots go off, people scream, chaos. You know, basically you're in the middle of an active shooter scenario, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So first question, all right. Do you A, stay in your position and determine where the shots came from or B, stay low, zigzag to cover before assessing where the threat is coming from, so A is still I would, where you're at. I
3: would, I would, I would, I would be on the move, but I would be trying to to, to try to decide where this is coming from before yeah. I wouldn't just run off and go dive because now you're gonna run right into the shooter. Or, you're not, have cover, so you have to stop and think about it for a moment. So I'd go with I would go with B B on that one. I would I would be moving, man.
0: Yeah, stay low, zigzag to cover before assessing where the threat is coming from. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with any of these active shooter situations, you know, the situation itself dictates what's the right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but ultimately you've got to know where the shooter is because, as you know, and I've discussed this before, gunshots fired indoors. Is super loud and it's omnidirectional. So you, yep. you have a hard time knowing exactly where the shots are actually coming from. Um, sometimes Absolutely. they sound like they're coming from the right, but really they're coming for the left. But uh, yeah, if you so. You look
3: to active shooter scenarios in schools and malls and stuff. A lot of times the groups of people were running right towards the dude exactly they, didn't, they heard gunshots and it re- reflected off the wall and they ran right into the actual shooter so yeah very good point for sure
0: yeah so freezing up is never never a good idea in a survival situation stay low to the ground and uh, finding cover gives you a better chance of survival than freezing up and being an easy target so uh you stay low and you you get moving so next do you a Get behind a large rack of food in order to hide uh, from the shooter, or B, stay low, zigzag over to one of those freestanding meat coolers.
3: I'll go with the the meat coolers. <laughs> I probably have yeah. a little bit more, you know, uh, cover there and right. um, a better, you know, I would I would I would try to position myself to be in a in a, a dominant position over the shooter and, and wherever he's positioned. I do you don't want to get up behind. Um, a soft cover in a scenario like that because right. bullets go through bread quick.
0: Yes. Um exactly. You know, so
3: Possession yourself in the right position. The thing is with an active shooter too is um and I've been I've done been, been through a good amount of active shooting training is if you study like so Columbine is kind of when it happened Columbine, they learned a lot a lot of lessons from that yeah. scenario. They waited too long, they weren't trained and an active shooter goes in within three to five minutes they've already done their damage. Like they're going in there with intent to kill as fast and as many as possible. So now with an active shooter, you have to get to him quickly. Um, But you want to get to him and get killed to where you can't stop him. So you want to get to him in an efficient manner that you have uh, the ability to to be in a better position to take him out. Versus you getting killed, then you just kill more people. So you got to get to them quick, but do it in a way that's not going to put you at more danger to where you get shot. Now you're you're a liability instead of an asset. You know.
0: Yeah. No. Those are all great points, buddy. I appreciate that. And uh, you bring up a good point: cover versus concealment. Right. So bread, potato chips, any rack of food is not going to stop bullets, though it will hide you from the bad guy. Now cover, True. cover cover is anything that stops bullets. So for those of you listening, you know, you always want to choose cover over concealment because cover will still hide you, but it stops bullets. Like, you know, a freezer full of frozen meat will certainly stop some bullets, um, but the, uh, the bread shelf will not. So cover versus concealment. Um, always yeah, look for just cover. Just like
3: your card, like a card or two, people forget. You can yeah, shoot right hollow. through a car door, <laughs> yeah. man. Easy. So yeah, get behind I, that engine block, get behind yeah. uh, the wheel. Well, you know, get behind something that's hardened because um, people have a misconception of what bolts can do. They clean a nine millimeter will cleanly go through a, a door of a car. It sure will. So yeah, that's something you got to think about when you're when you're in that scenario for sure. All
0: right. So the gunshots continue, and uh, so does the screaming from around the store. Now you're you're behind your your freezer full of meat. Um, and shit's getting really bad. So do you, A, um, peek out, try to determine where the shots are coming from, or B, sprint for an exit, which is on the other side or other end of the store?
3: As So the active shooter's still in there?
0: Yeah, it's getting worse. Shots yeah. are still firing, people are still <clears throat> screaming. I would you wanna- say,
3: you know, for, for, for me, for my scenario, um, I would, I would, I would go after him, I wouldn't run to the exit for sure, I would, yeah, get, okay. I would try to get, get into a position to where I could dominate him. Um, and even if I wasn't carrying, you know, I try to carry everywhere I go, but sometimes you go to other states, or you go somewhere and you're just, for whatever reason, you're not carrying. Hopefully you are, but not. you're not carrying 24-7, I don't care who you are. Um, there's going to be times where you just aren't. So right. hopefully you are, but if you're not, even in a scenario like that, you know. For me personally, I would still have to do something. I would find a weapon. I could find that hard piece of meat or whatever it is and smash them over the head, yeah. you know, or, or push a rack over them, whatever. So I wouldn't I wouldn't tell everybody to do that. Most people they need to get out. If there's an active shooter, you shouldn't like Columbine, those kids hit, hit under their desk. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. They should have been jumping out windows. They should have been going for those exits. That's right. You gotta get out as fast as possible. Cause there was other one, it was the one in Florida where the people are hiding in the bathroom. So the dude just goes, "Oh, here they all are." You know, so you don't want to you don't want to hide. Um I mean, if you have to hide, whatever, but if you have the, the ability to get out, go with Maybe that. You should. Yes. You should. Sure. Yes.
0: Yep. Unless you're West Wetlock, Big Bad. And yeah, or outlaw. you,
3: I got you and Pat <laughs> Mack in there. I'll just let you guys clear the entire yeah. freaking subway, uh, uh, Safeway, whatever. <laughs> no, we're going to hide behind you, man. we are hide <laughs> behind West.
0: Um okay, so you decide to uh I think you decided A, you know, to peek and uh, determine where the shots are coming from. You've already kind of made it clear you're gonna be an aggressor for sure and trying, you know, uh, limit this uh, this shooter's uh, chaos. So, um, Plus, you always want to get eyes on the shooter, like the point you made earlier. You can't, you know, if you don't know where he's at, then you're running blind and you could find yourself smack dab in front of a barrel and that's not a good place to be. Um, sprinting Absolutely. without knowing where the threat is is just dangerous. So you peek out. You, um, you still can't see the shooter, but you can see what appears to be injured store patrons near the exit at the front of the store. This is about 100 feet away from you. Uh, the back of the store, employees only section, is about 200 feet away uh, from where you are, and uh, basically is in the other direction. You're also right next to the butcher and meat section of the store. So do you, A, sprint towards one of the exits, or B, stay low, sneak into the but- butcher's area, and stock up on whatever weapons you may be able to find back there? I like that,
3: <laughs> yes, I like that, uh, option B, for sure. B, you know, correct. I, I, I always think it'd be fun to clear um, you know, clear a, a room or a house or something with a, a cleaver or a, a oh, tomahawk man. or something. Yeah. You know, I think the I think at the end of the the end of the day is if you if you're um, if again you're physically capable, and again that comes back to your physical training. And even if you don't have a lot of training in active shooter, you could probably still find yourself to be able to take that person out if you're physically um, in better shape than them. If you could grab yourself some sort of weapon and you're close enough, that would just be me. I wouldn't recommend everybody do that. You should get away from the shooter and get out of there. But um yeah there's no way i'm gonna do that I even there's just no way i will find a weapon meat cleaver uh whatever so yeah i would go with that that option all for right sure. so
0: be yeah. good so you're running <laughs> at 100 you're you're running at 100 right now buddy which is better well, than these are fun you make it fun, better man. than others i'm right? now so, i'm like oh, dude
3: that, yeah you I better guess, get 100 like, Wes. you better <laughs> you better survive the podcast
0: i mean that's why you're here all right so um you, you still don't have eyes on the shooter you know, you obviously you decide, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and grab me some, some cleavers and we're gonna go uh Jason style. Or was it David? Which one had what Jason Oh or David? uh
3: Michael Myers.
0: Oh Michael Myers.
3: Or yeah. And then Jason had a he had a he had a knife too.
0: That's right. Yeah, they all like Chucky
3: that. had a knife too, bro. I'll go with the Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> so you got, you've got some injured patrons uh, at the front exit. Obviously, the shooter has already taken out those people and other people are fleeing. Um, you, may, you may be able to find some useful weapons behind the butcher's counter, which you do. So you go ahead and grab a butcher's knife, right? Um, now you have some weapons. So next, do you A, make your way to the front exit, which is only about 100 feet away or B, make your way to the rear exit, which is about 200 feet away. Remember, the, the, the front exit is where there were bodies already down. There's blood and so bodies, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, so, but the rear exit appears to be clear. Remember, that's the one about 200 feet away. Even though it's further away from you, it also further away from what appears to be the danger zone. So staying low and trying to move from cover to cover you head to the rear exit of the store. You pass through the rear employee only area and you find yourself at the rear exit. So do you A, exit quickly and run or B, slowly crack the door, peek out and make sure the coast is clear?
3: Yeah, I would, I would take that quick look and because um, a lot of times those guys could be working in twos. There's a guy that funnels everybody out the doors and as they run out the door, you know, you can be funneled into a scenario though. So kind of oh, always, yeah, yeah, kind of have to have an idea of what you're getting into, um, you know, if, if you have the ability to do that, um, then really? yeah. I would take a look, man, because a lot of times it's, it's kind of like clearing a room, even though sometimes clearing a room, you don't know what's going to. you just go in there and go left or right. Um, but if you can clear that room from the hallway, if you see a bad guy, would you take him out first or would you just go into that room? No I'm gonna shoot that dude from the hallway before I get to that room right So you know know what's what danger you're getting into if you can if you just don't know and you have to go in there then you do your dynamics and yeah. go in there. but if you have the ability to take somebody out um, or, or take care take take advantage of that situation from a distance then go with that you know make your decision there so yeah that one yep.
0: <laughs> all right so you slowly crack the rear door you know which uh, allows you to kind of peek um you know in in historically these have been lone wolves single shooters but just like what in the past week you had three shooters show up um where was that that was a uh, i don't recall what what, what, what place it was, man, it's right. Well, I heard about one, there was right a mall the, one,
3: there was a mall one but then the they mall? said it was, they said it, then they said it wasn't an active shooter, so yeah. I didn't I didn't hear about the, there the other There was three one.
0: guy, three shooters, and uh, you know, like two or three people actually only died, but a bunch were injured and this was just in the past week, so point being is, don't assume that it's always a lone shooter, and that's why you want to peek out the door and ensure that it's safe, just in case, you know, the lone shooter doesn't have a buddy out there waiting for everyone to funnel out the door uh, and all get killed all right so there could be uh, you know another gunman shooters often plan to take out you know anyone they can especially around exits so you peek out and you see about 10 feet away a guy with a shotgun with his back turned to you okay the guy with the shotgun turns towards the door you are peeking out of do you a rush out and knife him (laughs) <laughs> or B, uh, the door is only cracked, so you pull it shut and you take cover behind a stack of boxes.
3: Yeah, I would, I would, I would have to, because you know that, what is it, a 20-foot rule, 21-feet rule, whatever. You can get some real distance real fast with, with somebody with a knife onto somebody who has a gun. I don't know if you've ever done that drill but you get oh, yeah. somebody yeah. you know and they get up to you quick man so
0: definitely a police line yeah, that's definitely a police uh that they do that i think in every training academy across the country
3: because yeah it's true and if you've tried with somebody you see like damn that dude because you're like okay i got on the gun i'm ready that dude's 20 feet he's got a knife there's no way he's gonna and try it and see what happens you know they get pretty close so if the dude doesn't have any training at all you might have the advantage again mm-hmm. if you're if you're physically uh, uh superior over him and you have um you think i don't know that'd be tough one because it's at the same time you don't want to be stupid okay that dude's got a gun i have a knife i'm this far away from him he's turning around and seeing me do i want to run into a shotgun
0: you want to bring a knife to a gunfight right you know so <laughs> yeah. you know
3: I, that's why i throw knives bro even my knife throwing stuff i wow you know yeah. you can throw a knife pretty far bro <laughs> you know? That yeah there you go you option know, c <laughs> yeah option c throw it stab him in the face you know? all right so. so
0: we'll say for the sake of the game we'll say you're the average person and i think you're you're definitely right you want to probably crack the door you see the bad guy and you're like mm, no i'll wait for a better opportunity yeah um because let's face it you, that shotgun i mean all he's got to do is pull that trigger and uh it's gonna go off. And it's a shotgun, it's not a sniper rifle. So if it's just pointed in your general direction, that's gonna hurt regardless. Exactly, um,
3: and if you go back into that room and that dude decides to follow you, then you set yourself up so when he comes in, so you can, Yeah. now he's now he's going into the unknown. Right. He doesn't know what he's walking into. There and we then go. You take that to your advantage. So you always wanna use what's to your most advantage. Right, um, yeah, I think so that's, yeah.
0: that's good, that's good. So you pull the door shut and you take concealment behind a stack of boxes next to the door. The gunman, the gunman, he shoots right through the door, right? Um, and hit, with his shotgun and then kicks the door wide open. He's doing some Rambo stuff here. Um, now he scans the room. His back is to you, okay? Now he's only a couple of feet away. Do you, A, escape out the back door while his back is turned, or B, attack him from behind, neutralize him using the butcher knife?
3: oh yeah we already know the answer to that one <laughs> yeah again now this guy's positioned himself to be at a tactical advantage over this other guy mm-hmm. and then he sees his opportunities much better so yep that's straight either you might have to go with um you know you just just kill him or you might want to be able to, you might want to scalp him first and then you know <laughs> you then kind of throw because like now you can have fun now you have time to uh To actually have fun with this guy a little bit if you wanted to so yeah definitely he's going out man he's going going out right
0: (laughs) you know here's the deal the reality is for for the average listener you know you have the opportunity to escape increasing distance increases survivability Um, if you are someone like wes then yeah you uh you can uh tear this dude up from behind and he'll be dead before he even gets a chance to turn around And, uh, and if you have that capability keyword capability then you should because you're gonna save lives and hopefully prevent any further uh, injury or death to uh, the people in that store, the people around you. Um, So you use the knife and you put this guy down. Um, And now you have his shotgun. Now things get really fun, okay? (laughs) Do you A, go back into the store, okay, and find the other shooter and use the shotgun to neutralize that threat or b take the shotgun with you but exit through the back of the door or through the back door sorry
3: yeah at that point and um so this way you have to think really about this yeah um, you got you got to remember as... there's a swat there's a swat team coming in right they might be coming in the front they don't know who you are you got this guy's shotgun and you go back into that store guess right they are asking you to neutralize by the swat team You're going so, down
0: the right path here love it
3: yeah so you got to be kind of aware of what the scenario is you got to read it Um, If nobody's there, and you know that, and you can go do something, yeah, then I'm going in there with the shotgun. But if I know SWATs, now the professionals are here, let them do their job. You've done what you can, take your ass out, and go out and sit on the curb. Don't get involved, don't get, who was that dipshit that was that fucking active shooter that was in uh, Vegas, and that celebrity wannabe Navy SEAL guy was like, running around trying to ask cops for their guns oh Here's uh that.
0: Dan Brazilian yeah that guy he I was like give me your gun time.
3: and he had a guy like filming him I'm like <laughs> yeah. really like yeah. that's a cop man and the cop was like get the fuck out of here like right let them do their jobs let the professionals do the jobs um if you can go outside and assist with medical that's why I tell guys carry a tourniquet man I have one in every bag I have one in every car yeah. Um, I found a girl with her leg ripped off in the middle of the road and I put a tourniquet on her, man. I had one in my car. Keep a tourniquet with you because um, it could be a car accident or if they That's could right. get shot at a grocery store. Now you could probably save quite a few people from bleeding now. So no doubt. Um, go assist there, man. Let the cops go neutralize this guy there you at this go. point. Or like you're going to die, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it's easy to kind of go into uh, any of those hero action star moments but the reality is is by this time you know the cavalry's on its way and you don't want to be mistaken as a bad guy you don't want everyone else inside that store to think you're one of the bad guys as well because they're not going to know the difference now you might have another wes whitlock in there with a butcher knife and you're getting your uh, your head cut off from behind uh when you were just trying to do a good deed so you gotta really exactly. think things through Um, At the end of the day, there's no right or wrong answer to this, but your capability experience uh, plays a big role in the decision you make. Um, Okay, so you decide to exit through the back, putting as much distance between you and the threat obviously will increase your survivability. Um, and, and, And another point to this that has to be mentioned is we're both dads, right? So the decisions you make when you have a family member with you versus when you're by yourself also play a role here. Um, Absolutely. If you had any of your kids with you, you're not going to be, you know, trying to be a hero. No doubt about it.
3: You're going to want to get them away. That's from right. As quickly as possible. I, yeah. No. That's a real and a possibility that you're going to be there with them or at a movie theater with your kids is probably pretty high. When I go to the store in movies, I'm with my kids. Yeah. So it's definitely something to think about. Um, and like I said, don't be the hero guy because now right. you just got yourself killed and maybe your kid. So um, yeah, gotta that's, be kind of
0: yeah, there's points when you can be selfish and then there's points where you can be selfless and uh, once again, situation will uh, decide that for you. Okay, last question. Do you, a, go straight out back and head to safety somewhere behind the building, getting the hell out of there and never looking back, or B, make your way to the front of the building, assessing the situation, call the cops and give them the details of what's going on in the situation. So That's the active
3: shooter still—it's like still taking place. Cops haven't arrived, type of thing. Yeah. Me personally, I would I would stick in the I would stick in the area and I would probably distance. I would probably get a, I don't know. I would I would get in a in a position to where I can assess things a little bit differently, and you could definitely call the, the the police. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, in that scenario, yeah, I would I would I would stay in the area and just kind of assess see what I could do from that point, um, and call the yeah call the professionals.
0: Right. There you go. I think, you know, basically both both answers are are kind of the same. I mean, you're, either way, you're going to get distance. The question is, is do I, you know, find cover and observe and, and communicate to higher authority um, or just run and keep running? Now, you know, if I'm with my daughter, then yeah, it's run and keep running, you know. Um, if yeah. I'm by myself, then yeah, I'll stop, observe and report so that we can get the... Uh, get law enforcement in the right place and let them know that hey this isn't just a lone wolf I already took out one dude uh, there might be others somewhere right and um, you got to take all of that into consideration so you uh, we well, let yeah you did a hundred percent you did yes. good man because some of these Ooh. some of these <laughs> yes. were some of them were two right answers and you you picked the ones that went with the so you know you gotta remember when we build these scenarios we're building it because it's going for you. It's a blind path. <laughs> so right, right. we know that you need to answer B in order to do the next piece. Um, and you happen to actually, even though there was right answers on, on some of these questions, you picked the right answer that kept going with the storyline, which is awesome, man. Hey, uh, good job. And I appreciate yeah, all dude, of the awesome. amplifying information <laughs> because that's the goal of the, uh, it's the goal of the podcast is making sure that people aren't just hearing me they're getting to hear the guests and sometimes the guests are wrong and that that leads to great discussion too right I mean Mm -hmm. where you can you know talk about the correctives and the whys and the why nots and um, and that's where people learn and hopefully remember it Um, especially with right now you know I keep saying after this pandemic and everybody being cooped up you know this uh this active shooter thing is on the rise because probably you know a lot of it has to do with with this pandemic you know if isolation mental health issues have gone up drug abuse has gone up relationship issues have gone up um i mean you name yeah, it yeah subs, all of all of these factors because of people sitting around jobless or you know whatever the whatever the reason is um you got to be ready for it so yeah. Good stuff. Any final thoughts? Yeah. Any final thoughts from you, Wes, on any of that?
3: No, I, I think it's a really good discussion that you brought up. I think we're going to see probably more of it. There was a, the massage parlor one. Hear about that guy when the massage parlor blew away all the oh yeah the, hand, the ladies giving handies or whatever. Like so, there's a, mental, a lot of <laughs> mental issues and stuff, and so that should have been the okay. You're inside the uh, Asian Pearl. And you're getting a rub and tug. Dude comes in, and you're naked. Oh yeah, we'll definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I like like that. Where do you go? Now you're naked. You go take the dude out, and you let you know. Do you
0: a pull your (laughs) pants up or b leave them down and run like a maniac? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, Yeah. no, this is good, man. Yeah, real good, man. It's it's something you guys should think about for sure. I keep, I have, I mean, I, I keep my stuff there near me. I'm in my store. You don't know who's going to walk in there, man. You don't know who's going to walk in uh, and what state they're going to be in. So I want to be, I want to be um, able to, to deal with them as they come, might come in and do something.
0: Well, stuff I mean, you do have a coffin there behind you, right? That's a coffin. We do have a coffin, yes. Yeah, and that's so –
3: we, we put them in there. You're yeah. already ready to rack and stack, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They, no, you have to be aware, man. You have to be aware of things. Not paranoid, but just kind of – that stuff happens all the time, every day. And I tell my kids, too, when they get out of the car – my pet peeve with kids are, when they get out of the car now, they don't look. They just get out. Yeah. I say, before we get out of the car, do a quick check. Who's in that car? Who's the, Is there something somebody's planning? Do just a quick scan, then you get out of the car. And then you don't put up your phone and walk to the parking lot. Do an assessment, and then yeah. you know, then do your thing. But you know, I, I have them doing it now, and I'll, I'll stop, and I'll, they'll do a quick peek. They'll look, all right, yeah, that dude looks weird in that car right there, Dad. Like, yeah, he's kind of weird, but he's just eating a Twinkie or something. Like, he's all right. You know, like,
0: because
3: <laughs> yeah. our natural instincts will tell us if something's off. You know? That's so right. You let, let, they're there. Let them use them.
0: Thank you. And hey, everyone out there, you know, thanks for listening. And uh, like I always say, keep it simple because crisis will complicate the rest and be safe. Till-
1: when you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient